You and your companion are out gathering firewood, and there's an accident, and your companion is injured and is about to go into shock. Would you know what to do? We'll talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, welcome to the podcast. We were talking and we haven't done any episode recently on first aid, and so we were looking through what we might be able to do. And actually, we found something here that could possibly save a life if we know what we're looking for, know the signs and symptoms, and know what to do. Now, there are two types of shock that we're going to talk about today. One is hypovolemic shock, hypo, low, volemic, volume. It's a low-volume shock. And it usually comes about because of some kind of hemorrhage or burns or even an excessive diuretic use. It comes about from fluid loss, and it can come about through vomiting and or diarrhea. The other kind that we're going to cover is anaphylactic shock. And we're not going into great detail on anaphylactic shock, but it's something that is very life-threatening. Now, there's a couple of things that we need to look at. One is to understand that before any treatments for shock are done, we need to make sure that we remain safe. We need to be sure that we are out of harm's way. I've always said, if we get hurt, then we're no good to the patient. So we need to be sure that the area is safe. We need to take every precaution that we possibly can. And let me say here that if you have protective equipment, PPE, personal protective equipment, like rubber gloves, if you're going to be dealing with someone bleeding, if at all possible, use that protective equipment. Most shock involves a decrease in the blood that's flowing to the brain. And so we want to be sure that we understand that it is a life-threatening medical condition. And because the blood is what carries the oxygen to the brain and to other organs, it's going to be very destructive and even deadly if we don't get that flow restored. Now, what we're talking about here is really pre-hospital emergency care. We're talking about care before the professionals arrive. If you have someone that you believe is going into shock, this is the time to get professional help on the way. We're going to start with the ABCs. Remember the ABCs we've talked about in CPR, airway, breathing, and circulation? We're going to make sure that we have an open airway. We're going to make sure that they're breathing. Now, if you're talking to someone and they're talking back to you, their airway is open and they are breathing. People who are not breathing don't talk. People whose airway is occluded, they're unable to talk. So if they're talking to you, you can go ahead and go to circulation. When I'm talking about circulation in this particular situation, we're talking about hypovolemic shock. We're talking about severe blood loss. 
We're talking about a person that's bleeding. And before any other treatments for shock are done, the bleeding must be stopped. This is the situation where we don't have the ability in the field to put more blood into this person. Likely, we don't have IVs to put into this person to expand the volume. So we've got to stop the leak. We've got to stop the bleeding before we do anything else. Now, once we get that bleeding stopped, if we're not suspecting a neck injury or severe back injury, we want the person on their back and we want to elevate their legs maybe 12 inches. This is to allow that blood that are in the legs to flow back into the torso and be directed toward the brain. Now, this does not apply if we're looking at a snake bite. We want to keep that snake bite below the level of the heart. But in shock, we want to bring those legs above the level of the heart to cause that blood to run back down to the body. And we need to keep the victim warm so they don't develop hypothermia. And with a decreased blood flow, the patient will chill faster. Let's take a second and thank our sponsors for today, Jim Curtis Knives. I saw yesterday that Jim had put up some new knives that he has built on his Facebook page at Jim Curtis Knives. So you can go look at those. And I looked back later and I saw that several of those had actually been sold. So you want to go ahead and check those out, Jim Curtis Knives. Every knife comes with a lifetime guarantee and lifetime sharpening. So check those out. Next is ProLine Digital Group. ProLine handles all of our website needs. They built our website. They've assisted us in so many ways. And so if you have need for a website or website hosting, get in touch with ProLine Digital Group. They've had the least expensive hosting that we have found and we have not had one moment of website downtime. It's not gone down a single time. And actually, we've been using ProLine Design for a couple of years for two websites for us. And we've had great service out of these folks. And they also offer the digital leads. If you own a small business, you're in business for yourself, you probably want to check these guys out. They have a system where they can provide you with people who are looking for your service. Third is Base Handgun's training system. The Base Handgun training system is a video-based handgun training. You can practice these tips and drills in your home. Uh, you do dry fire, and you learn to use your weapon in ways that could be advantageous especially if you've never had a formal handgun training class or something like that. Now, Sean Rafferty designed this, and he has offered to our listeners a $50 discount. He also has the Prepared Citizen video series training that he has offered to our listeners at no charge. So go on to our website and go to the links page or actually I think they're all linked on the front page now, but you can click on that, and that is totally free for all of our listeners. So check that out today. 
And finally, Clean Start. Clean Start is a concentrated hand sanitizer and antiseptic. It comes in about a three and a half ounce bottle, and it's a 40x concentrate. So one of these little bottles makes a gallon of hand sanitizer and antiseptic. So when it comes to prepper storage, it's a great product to store, and it's also a multi-use item. So it's great for hand sanitizing, and it keeps killing germs for up to two hours, and it's a great antiseptic. In fact, I've used it today, and I used it yesterday. Cat and I were having a little bit of fun, and uh, he had a little bit too much fun on my hand and my arm, and so I started bleeding. I stopped the bleeding, and I covered it with uh, Clean Start, and it's doing great. I don't expect any more problems out of that. So we've talked about treating shock, and primarily what we're talking about is stopping the bleeding. We're talking about keeping the person warm. And we're talking about elevating their legs or raising their feet about a foot and letting that blood come back down into the torso so that it can be routed to the brain. But we also need to know what to look for. We need to know the signs and symptoms of shock. And they can include a weak, rapid pulse. This is where it'll get very thready and you'll barely be able to feel it. So if you're feeling a weak, rapid pulse, suspect that they may be going into shock. Now their skin will become cold and clammy, and this will be very, very obvious. And sometimes it'll become a bit ashen, but you'll really be able to feel that clamminess. And they also can feel some faintness or some dizziness. And this happens when we are losing blood And our volume is low, so pay particularly close attention to that. Now, one thing about shock is, like a concussion, we may not see it come on instantly. It may come on a little bit more gradually, and that partially depends on the severity of the injury, the continuation of fluid loss, if they're still losing blood, still losing fluid, then it can become a delayed reaction. And the effective management of shock will delay any symptoms from that. Now, as we said earlier, shock can be life-threatening. And it can come about from, when we talk about blood loss, we're even talking about burns. You can lose a lot of fluid through major burns. And I'm not talking that one spot, you know, that where we burned our finger. I'm talking about We spill the pot of hot water down our leg. We're talking about getting into third-degree burns. We can lose a lot of fluid through those things. So we need to really be careful. We need to really be watching out when we're treating these. We need to treat the wound, treat the burn. We need to immobilize the fractures that they might have if this is from a fall But we also need to loosen their clothing around their neck, their chest, their waist, and we need to reassure this person. Someone going into shock often has a feeling of foreboding, and so they need to be reassured that, hey, we know what to do. We've got this. You're going to be fine. We're going to do this. Help's on the way. 
and hopefully we will keep them safe. Hopefully we'll keep them out of trouble. And we just wanted to touch on that a little bit today. And we will come back with some other first aid episodes from time to time. And there are some on the website. And if you haven't been to the website, it's www.practicalprepping.info. And if you have not signed up for the newsletter, we do a free bi-weekly newsletter. And you just drop us an email, go to the website, click on contact us and let us know that you want to be included in the newsletter. And we'll get that subscription on there for you. And you'll get that every couple of weeks or so. So we hope that you've had a great weekend. We're looking forward to a great week. And as Krista says, stuff happens. So stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. Amazon customers, you can support our podcast by starting your order from the affiliate banner on our website. Scroll down on our homepage, click on the Amazon banner, sign in to your account, and shop as usual. We earn a small commission from your purchases. Bookmark our homepage to make the banner easier to access. We thank you kindly for helping keep Practical Prepping Podcast going. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.